News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, and now on Apple Podcasts as well. That's really exciting. Uh, this is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, of course. On the Mark is brought to you by the amazing people at Cunis Country, Honda, Hyundai, and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Join the Cunis family like I have. This would be a great weekend to do it, Labor Day weekend. They're going to be open on Monday as well. Great sales all weekend long. Go tell Jason Buxman, Brad Bunch, and all those guys over there, hey, Mark sent me. Let's make a deal. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Start shopping online right now, Cunis Quincy. Dot com Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Country. It is episode 53 of On the Mark. And as always, I'll encourage you to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. If you want to talk sports with me, those are great places to do it, especially on the Twitter. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend for Twitter and me. I can't wait. It's, it's so much. We'll get to it at the end of the show. That's so much going on right now in the world of sports it's just been uh, uh, a lovely escape i know for a lot of people in this country that are still dealing with uh, so much going on uh, from continued uh, protest and unrest in the streets to uh, continued uh, coronavirus cases on the rise we got high school football back congrats to uh, hannibal uh, getting their first win of the season congrats to palmyra as well getting a nice win over bowling green last night good for the local teams uh, it's just so much going on. Uh, if you know anything about the show, if you listen to the show before, you know we always start with Hespin Headline. And again, this show is going to be a little different, uh, like last week's show, because we're doing football previews. Last week, I predicted the AFC. I'll give you a reminder of who I predicted in the AFC last week. But then this week, I will give you my NFC predictions. So uh, we start with just one main headline, though, before we get into the football stuff uh, after the first break. Uh, and let's get going with it. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The coronavirus asterisks I now think is a real thing. Uh, we, we talked a lot about this, you know, about, um, over a month ago, a little over a month ago. Uh, as sports were really picking back up, as the NHL was heading into their bubble, as the NBA was heading into their bubble, as baseball was getting underway, I'm not a big asterisk guy. I'm not a big guy who's like, eh, you know, like, oh, well, we, we need to annotate that in history, and, and we need to all remember the, you know, the circumstances. It's kind of like, no, it's it's sports. It's a game. It's a game. You Someone's a winner. Someone's a loser. The circumstances shouldn't really matter. But we're now seeing things in the NBA, and I'll start with the NBA, but I'll, and I'll break down the, the asterisks for each league here in a second. But the NBA is where this, this asterisk thing I think is a real, real thing. We're seeing things in the NBA that I've never seen in my lifetime, and I don't think we'll ever see again. The NBA is a unique sport. Think about it in a normal NBA year. You have the travel in the playoffs. 
You have those raucous sellout home crowds in the playoffs. You have massive momentum swings in those crowds. You got a timeout, timeout. Oh, massive three-pointer from Kevin Durant as the Warriors go up 12. Timeout, timeout, Houston. You know, you, you have all these circumstances that we're no longer getting. And I think this the microcosm in this is really what's showing up in the Heat versus Bucks series. Now, so far, as far as now we have our whole of our second round, right? We have all of the teams that made it through the first round. And for the most part, we all predicted what would happen. We all predicted Boston would take care of Philly and and, and Toronto would take care of, of the Nets. And, and even though the Dallas Clippers series is fun, we knew the Clippers would move on. And same with the Lakers. And pretty much chalk ran its course. But now what we're seeing in the second round, when the talent gap is even closer, when there's just a small, smaller gap in the talent between the teams, this bubble in the NBA is having such a massive effect on the outcome of these games. It doesn't shock me that the Heat are competing with the Bucks. I think in a normal NBA playoff setting where the Bucks have home court advantage and you're in the first two games in Milwaukee and then you got to go down to Miami, I think this series, you could still argue maybe the Heat would even be up in this series or have already won a game, stole a game in Milwaukee. But the Heat being up 3-0... has a lot to do with the fact that they're playing these games in a bubble in a makeshift NBA arena in Orlando and not in Milwaukee. You just can't convince me otherwise. Uh, let Let me break this down for you if you don't know. The stats behind this. Listen to this. The Bucks so far in this series, this is from CBS Sports, have blown fourth quarter leads in all three games. The Bucks have had leads in the fourth quarter of every one of these games. The team with the MVP last year, this year's MVP, which they better give him that award ASAP because Arlo is going to be giving it to him when he's not in the playoffs anymore. And the team with the best record in the NBA for the second year in a row has had... Fourth quarter leads in all three of these games versus the Heat. And they've lost all three. They've been outscored in the lat in game in game three yesterday, 40 to 13 in the fourth quarter. They had a 12-point lead going into that quarter. They lost by 15. Now, a lot of that is because the makeup of the Heat, yes, they are built to compete with the Bucks. And in a lot of ways, the Heat are are surprising us on a level because, you know, you don't necessarily think of like, oh, well, they don't have a guy who's a automatic top five, top ten player. Jimmy Butler's right on that border of that top ten player. But you don't think of you, you don't think you can win a championship or make a conference finals or an NBA finals in the in a modern day NBA besides the Pistons of well over 15 years ago without at least one guy who's a top five or a guaranteed top 10 player, right? That's just not how the NBA works. But 
The bubble is allowing this to happen. I'm sorry, but the mom- but the momentum and not having those home fans and not feeling that pressure of the travel is a real thing. The- and it's working in the favor of the mindset of the teams who are the underdogs, who are the teams that have nothing to lose. We saw it in the Lakers game last night. Now, obviously, it's a little different, and I'm not shocked at all the Lakers lost and went down 0-1 to Houston. That was probably the most predictable thing in the world. I still think the Lakers are going to win this series probably in five or six games. I don't see it going seven. But again, outscored in the fourth, bad shooting. That, That just doesn't happen if that game is in L.A. and Houston had had to win that game seven in Houston, travel all the way to L.A. They might have come out with that burst. But it, it just this this is we're seeing things because of the no travel, and because of the no home court advantage that we're not going to see ever again in the in the NBA playoffs. So I, I think it's one of those things where we have to just appreciate it, but also understand what we're seeing. We got to really understand it. And I think it's the same with Boston, Toronto. Do I think that Boston's a better team than Toronto? Would I have picked Boston to beat Toronto? In a normal playoff series where they, you know, Boston is in Toronto, no coronavirus ever happened. Yeah, I probably would have still. And I still think Boston's going to win this series. But being up 2-0, stealing two games in Toronto, I don't I don't know if they would have done that. The crowds, the arenas, the travel, these are real things in the NBA. Real, real things in the NBA. As opposed to, after a bad loss, having to get on that plane in the cold and travel, and you all hate each other, and you're all mad at each other, and these bunch of alpha male guys sitting in this tube 30,000 feet in the air, they get to immediately just go back to their rooms, chill, no travel, get their room service. They've been there now for months. It's starting to feel like home. It doesn't feel necessarily like the hotel anymore. They have their setup. And they're just back in practice the next day. It's a different... It's a, we're seeing something that's different. And and I, I don't want to put an asterisk by it. Because I didn't think Milwaukee was going to win the title necessarily anyways. I still think it's going to be one of the LA teams. I said that to you when we started the bubble. I said that months ago before coronavirus even hit. I still thought it was going to be one of the LA teams. But man, this this Milwaukee playing as bad as they are, I think a lot of it has to do with just the mental advantage that a team like the Heat takes and is taking advantage of what we're seeing in the bubble. Uh, you listen on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. And I want to make a, a point too. It's not just the NBA that we're seeing this coronavirus asterisk. If you wanted to put an asterisk by all of these championships and all these wins, you're seeing the possibility for it. I mean, look in the MLB. The Cubs and the Cards today have a doubleheader. The amount of doubleheaders the Cards have to go through. The lack of games, only the 60 games, this sprint. And the amount of teams that are going to get into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a lot like the NHL. Same thing. The Blackhawks shouldn't have been in the playoffs. They probably shouldn't have won a playoff series. They were gifted that because of the because of the coronavirus asterisks. Then the MLB is creating a massive asterisk as well. Less games. Massive amount of games. The, the Cubs are in a stretch now where they have 
15, uh, six, I think it's 15 games in 14 days. I mean, that is just, it's just insane. It's insane. You don't see that ever. And and the Cardinals, you know, don't even get, you start out how many games they're going to try to fit in in how many little days. Uh, you know, with college football, you know, there is got to be an asterisk if you don't, if you try to do a, a college football playoff and you don't have the Big Ten. I mean, what do you do? What do you what do you do with that? There, there, there's of course there's an asterisk with that, and with the NFL, we talked about it last week. I, I think I do think the no fans is going to play a real effect. Uh, you know, the limited fans in certain stadiums and the and the fans in other stadiums. I mean, you see it. We were talking about the NBA and the bubble. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't like the asterisks. I hate it because I do think it's about just the games and the guys in the court playing. And I'm and I and I really I really don't want to go there, but you're starting to convince me that there could be a real asterisk here. Could be a real asterisk, and 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 I and I I want to sp- actually do want to say, congrats to the Heat. I mean I don't I, the Heat. It's not over. This could go seven, and the Bucks could still pull it out. But the Heat are taking real advantage of it, and I think the Heat are going to be a team that's going to maybe attract a free agent or two. Uh, that could get better, and the Heat could be a real contender for the next year or two. Uh, in, in the East, with, with what they're building, and Jimmy Butler being the me- the mental makeup of just a bunch of great young shooters around Jimmy Butler. Uh, it's really fun to watch. All right, uh, you're listening on the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app and Apple Podcasts, brought to you by uh, our great friends at Cunis Country Honda Hyundai at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. They're open um, on Labor Day on Monday this weekend. Go check them out. Tell them that Mark sent you. Go to CunisQuincy.com. When we come back, NFC predictions. Yes, I will predict where my Bears will finish. Uh, We got a lot. The NFC is, I'll just say this right now. The NFC is a juggernaut. Juggernaut of great teams in the NFC. We'll get into all that. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. You've got a lot. Hometown News Talk 1070, KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. You're listening to Doug, Jen, and Victoria. Who the hell is Cardi B? <laughs> Sorry, you know who Cardi B is, really? No, I hear about her all the time. It's not like I'm like vacant to her name. I hear that she wants to do the State of the Union redress rebuttal. Like, I hear all that. I couldn't tell you <laughs> one song she sings. You know your grandmother used to say, turn that trash off? That's what you feel like. And it happened to me at 40 years old. So there you go. Cardi B. Right. Who knows? All right. Well, there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. Where are the Spice Girls? For more DJV, get the podcast at djvshow.com. Stefan, seven days a week on KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. What's happening in the new normal? How it impacts you. CBS News Radio, every hour at the top of the hour. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app on Apple Podcasts as well. Brought to you by the amazing people at Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Now, I know they're a Honda and Hyundai dealer, but you got to check out their used inventory as well. That's where I found my vehicle from Cunis Country and their amazing used inventory they have in their network of dealerships. Shop right now, CunisQuincy.com, then go 
in, stop by the uh, the showroom and just tell them, hey, Mark sent me. Let's get a deal done on this Labor Day weekend. All right. Here we go. NFC predictions. Before we jump into the NFC predictions, I'll remind you last week I made my AFC predictions. I have the Chiefs as the one seed in the AFC. I will take the um, uh, Baltimore Ravens winning the North as the two seed in the AFC. I have the Houston, uh, excuse me, the uh, Tennessee Titans as the three seed in the AFC, winning the South. Buffalo winning the East as the four seed. And then my three wildcard teams, because remember, Three wildcard teams now. Seven teams make the playoffs, and this is a permanent thing. This is not a COVID thing. This is in the uh, uh, the new collective bar, the CBA, and um, this will be going forward for at least the next decade. Um, I have Pittsburgh, Texans, and New England as the playoff uh, three wildcard teams um, with Denver and Cleveland just on the outside looking in. Just on the outside looking in. Uh, I was talking with a buddy this weekend, actually, who's really high on the Jets. And I don't really see that. I like Sam Darnold a lot. He's really high on the Jets. He thinks the Jets have a better record than New England. I was like, oh, I, don't, I disagree with you there, bud. Uh, but, you know, that's why it's fun. You make these predictions now. And obviously, you know, we, we laugh about it. We have fun. And that's what it's all about is you make the predictions. And then a couple weeks from now, I'll be like, what the heck was I thinking? Why did I Why did I why did I think that was going to work out? So uh, it, it, we'll get into it. I'll give you my NFC predictions. And honestly, this is, uh, uh, again, keep it on the record. We'll uh, we'll laugh about it. Maybe I'll be right. And uh, we'll have some fun with it. And I'll, I'll give you a why I think the way I think on all this. I want to start with what I think is the easiest division in the in the NFC. Because the, there's three of them that are really tough. Really, really tough. But I think there is one that's easy. So let's start with that one first. The NFC East. I think the NFC East is easy to predict. I think Philly is by far and away the best team in this division. Because I think they have by far and away the best quarterback in this division. I have uh, Philly winning the NFC East pretty handily. Um, I don't like the Philly offensive line. So many injuries on this offensive line. And that scares me. But I really think this is a year uh, where Philly uh, goes back to what we saw them when Carson Wentz had that breakout season, was maybe going to be the MVP before he tears his ACL late in the year against the Chargers. I like Philly a lot in this division, um, so I have them winning it. And I think a lot of it is because I really think Philly could pick up four easy wins against the Giants in Washington. I don't think the Giants in Washington would be very very good this year. Um, and Philly always plays Dallas really well, so they could easily split with Dallas, maybe even sweep Dallas, and all of a sudden that's five or six really easy wins for them. The rest of their schedule actually is pretty favorable. Uh, I like Philly. I like Carson Wentz. This is more of a head coach quarterback thing and like I said it last week when I predict these things and you make predictions because you have no idea what the season's going to do I think you can 75% of the time be really confident with the prediction if you just say okay well this team has the better head coach and the better quarterback so I'm going to roll with them uh, I like Philly a lot uh, Dallas I, I love the talent on Dallas the offense I don't love the fact that they don't have enough confidence with their quarterback to give him the deal he wants. I've never been that big on Dak Prescott. I think he has a very limited ceiling. I think we've seen his ceiling. I think his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. The fear I have with Dallas this year is it's a whole new coaching staff, and I like Mike McCarthy a lot, but that defense, especially on the back end, is weak. 
And I don't think that Dallas has uh, Dallas has the the defense to go out there and 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 stop enough guys to where they don't have to put up massive amount of points. So I think Dallas is going to be throwing the ball a ton, in which we all I think would agree that Dallas is better served running the ball with Zeke and having the pass game be explosive over the top, complimentary off the run game. I think they're going to get in shootouts, and I don't think that helps Dallas. I have Dallas around eight and eight is the two in this division, and then Giants and Washington Giants. I'll give them like about five games. I could see them winning six. I could see them also being a slight disaster. I don't know what I get from Joe Judge, completely new uh, head coach. I like Daniel Jones. I like Saquon Barkley. I don't like a lot of the other pieces on that offense. And defensively, they're still young uh, and they're growing. Uh, but I think that if the Giants can get to about 5-11, and 12, uh, 11, that'd be a real win for them in this season. And Washington, again, they're going to be a disaster. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I think this team is in a in a total rebuild year. I don't think Ron Rivera has to worry about his job at all. I think it's got to focus on his health, obviously. Uh, if they can win three games, that'd be awesome. Uh, so I think the East is the easiest one. Okay, let's move to the South. I think the South uh, is is really tough because there's it's top heavy. I like Tampa to win the South. I, there's there's obviously a massive amount of unknown with Tampa. We have no idea. We know they have a great collection of parts. We know that they have the GOAT in Tom Brady. I love Bruce Arians. I love their defensive pieces. There's so much talent, but it also has never worked together. We've, ne- we've never seen them take the field together as a whole, as a collective unit. Uh, but I-, I just trust in Brady. I trust in the talent. I'll have them around 12-4, and 11-5, and 12-4, uh, and winning the South. And, and, and Tampa's just going to be so much fun to watch. I, I don't see them barring massive catastrophic injuries. And again, knock on wood for all of that. I don't see them not being a playoff team. There's just too much talent, and I believe in Brady. Um, I'll take New Orleans at two. I think New Orleans actually takes a step back this year. I, I am New Orleans. I could easily see New Orleans competing for a Super Bowl. I don't think New Orleans is going to miss the playoffs, especially with the fact that they have the seven playoff seeds. New Orleans is definitely one of the seven best teams in the NFC. But again, the NFC is real tough. It's a lot of good teams. I'll give New Orleans the edge over Atlanta just because, that's to me, it's Drew Brees and Sean Payton over Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan a lot, and I, again, love the offensive pieces of Atlanta, but... They were a mess last year. Dan Quinn barely hang on to his job. I have Atlanta improving to about nine and seven. I think they're going to be right there battling for playoff spots. Um, and then Carolina comes in at fourth, about five and eleven. Uh, Carolina could be one of those teams where they could be seven and nine, eight and eight. I wouldn't be shocked because I do like Teddy Bridgewater, love Christian McCaffrey. I think Matt Rule's going to be a lot of fun as a head coach, but also. If Carolina is somehow 4-12, and 12, would any of us be shocked? Brand new head coach, no preseason games. Bridgewater's good, but I don't think he's elite. And besides Christian McCaffrey, there's not a ton of offensive talent. They lost Luke Keekley. remember. This defense is going through changes. Uh, I'll give Carolina the benefit of the doubt at about 5-11, and, uh, and 11, fourth in that division. All right, the West, where the West was won. I will say this. And I'll say it right now, and I'm making this prediction. 
I think Seattle's going to be the number one seed in the NFC. I like Seattle a ton. I like what they've added offensively. I think Greg Olson is old and he's going to limp around, but he's going to be a really nice security blanket for Russell Wilson. I think they get their running backs back healthy. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is the current best quarterback in the NFC and the second best quarterback in the in the in the NFL. I think Russell Wilson is a special talent, and this uh, I, I like Seattle a lot. They are my NFC Super Bowl pick. I like them around 13-3. and three. Their division is brutal because the 49ers and the Rams are very good teams, and, and, and Arizona has a lot of quality offensive pieces as well, and they're going to put up points. So getting to 13 wins, trust me, I know is going to be hard, but their out-of-division schedule is actually slightly easier than you, th- than you think. The in-division, it's going to be a slog. But even if they, uh, even if they, uh, you know, lose one to the Rams, lose one to the Niners, uh, they play Arizona well. It's going to be tough to get to 13 wins. I understand that, but I just like Seattle a lot. I think defensively, uh, adding Jamal Adams that back end, uh, I think they've got a lot of bad out of the locker room. They've added a lot of good. And I think this is a year that Russell Wilson again steps up and maybe closes the gap even more with Patrick Mahomes of, hey, who's actually the best quarterback in the NFL? And we get a little bit more of the kind of Brady-Manning thing as we're getting with Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. I'll take the Niners to take a slight step back, 11-5 and five, uh, in the two-seed. And I don't think it's because necessarily the Niners are going to get worse. I think the Niners are a great team. But I think it's a little bit of, all right, the rest of the NFL is going to catch up to the Niners, kind of like what I said with with um, Baltimore last week. I think it's a little more the NFL catching up a little bit to what this is what the Niners do, and this is what the Ravens do. Now we have a full year of tape. Obviously, I don't think they're just going to rest on that. They'll add wrinkles, and I think they're that's why there's great head coaches, and they're going to uh, develop. I really, really like uh, Shanahan and what they do and what their style is in Smash Mouth football, and I love Kittle. Uh, defensively, that front uh, seven is vicious. Uh, they get after the quarterback with Bosa. Uh, I think they're going to be very competitive and and uh, easily make the playoffs as long as they stay healthy. The only thing that will be interesting to see is where's Jimmy G's psyche at? You know, there's a lot of talk, remember, right after the Super like, hey, should they go after Tom Brady? Jimmy G on the way out, like where is his confidence at going into the year? Uh, and again, they're dealing with a couple little injuries on the offense, the wide receiver position. And I think losing Emmanuel Sanders is not an easy pill to swallow. So I think they take a slight step back, but they make the playoffs. The Rams are a team. I have them at third in this division, around nine and seven, battling for the playoffs. It would not shock me if the Rams also, though, take a huge step forward. I don't think the Rams are going to be bad. They have too much talent, especially defensively, to be bad. Uh, I like the Rams' um, offensive talent, uh, but I'm a little concerned about the running game. When the Rams were really good two years ago when they made the Super Bowl, it was because they ran the ball really well. And I like Jared Goff a lot, and I think Jared Goff is an upper echelon quarterback, certainly a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. Talent-wise, he throws an amazing deep ball. But I just don't know if the Rams not being able to run the ball really well uh, is going to suit them. So I, I, I'm very interested to see what the Rams do with the running game, and that could be the difference. The Rams could end up easily making the playoffs or maybe even winning that division. It wouldn't shock me. A lot of it's going to depend on how they, well they run the ball. And finally, Arizona. I have them at about 5-11, and, and, and I don't think it's because Arizona's bad. 
I just think it's because the NFC's got so many good teams. I think Atlanta's better than Arizona. I think New Orleans is better than Arizona. I think Tampa's better than Arizona. I think Philly's better than Arizona. I think the Rams, Niners, and Seattle are all better than Arizona. So if I think that, how can I have Arizona winning more than five or six games? You know what I'm saying? Again, would it shock me if Arizona is really battling for playoff contention? No, because I think Kyler Murray is a talent. They have such great wide receiver talent. I love Hopkins. He's the second best wide receiver in the NFL, in my humble opinion, uh, behind Julio Jones. Um but I, I just don't know what to do with them. I think the other three teams, their division are better than them all, all around, and I like their coaches better, so I'm going to put them at four. Uh, and then finally, the NFC Norris division. I know you guys, I, you know me, I'm the I'm the Bears homer. So let's take a breath. I'll remind you, you're listening to On the Mark. This show is On the Mark. I am Mark Espen. I am a diehard Chicago Bears fan. I'm a lifer. Uh, so let's, let's take a, let's take a breath into the nostrils out. <sighs> okay. I have Green Bay winning the division. I think Green Bay is a, is still, uh, with Aaron Rodgers again, when I pick divisions, I, I you have to look at quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in this division. I think the Smith brothers on the on that on that defense are for real. I think the defense takes a step back a little bit this year. I don't think that there's as much love in the air in Green Bay. I think the draft was a real thing. I think them taking, um, uh, not giving Aaron Rodgers talent and drafting the quarterback and not drafting wide receivers, I think that does hurt Green Bay. I think the other thing that hurts Green Bay a little bit is that I think Aaron Rodgers um, and this offense has to deal with Two really great defenses in their division. I think the NFC North, pound for pound, is the toughest division in football to predict. Because Minnesota's fantastic. Chicago's defense is brilliant. And Detroit, I feel like, is going to take a step up. So I think if you look at the NFC North this year, I would be shocked. Absolutely shocked. If any of the NFC North teams went 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh within division. I think a lot of these NFC North teams are going to beat up on each other. I like the fact that Green Bay's out of conference schedule. They have some breaks. I will give them 10-6. and six. And again, it's, I'm not going to be dumb. I'm going to, I'm going to take my fandom out of it and say they were a 13-3 team. I think they're going to take a step back. I still think they're going to win the division at about 10-6. and six. Okay. I have the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I have the Chicago Bears at ten and six. I have them at second place in the NFC North. Um, I, I I really, really, really am high on the Bears this year. And I know I was really high on the Bears last year. I had them at I think thirteen and three. <laughs> I took a step back. You got to give me that, folks. You got to give me that. I looked in the mirror and took a step back. Uh, yeah, I have them at about 10-6. and six. I, I, I'm high on the Bears this year. I think they've added pieces offensively. I think their offensive line is in a better spot than it was a year ago at the start of the season. I think that they're... Um I think that Mitchell Trubisky is in a better spot than he was a year ago. I think he knows the pressure's on, and I think he's the kid in, in winning the quarterback battle. I think it's a real thing. 
Obviously, the front office and the Bears know that it would have been a bad look if they had started Foles. But they brought in Foles legitimately to compete. They wouldn't have spent the money on Foles if they didn't legitimately say this is going to be an open competition. Because their jobs are on the line. Ryan Pace's job is on the line. So Trubisky winning the battle is a legitimate thing to me. I also think the Bears... First four games are all very winnable. And if the Bears start out 3-1 and one or 4-0, and oh, I think it's very plausible they could. It sets them up to get through the second half of their season, that second quarter, those next four or five games that are tough, to go 2-2 two and two and be hanging around and be competing when the schedule gets easier at the end of the year. I also think that Cleo Max can have a massive year. I think that the other signings they made on defense, getting the pass rusher Quinn on the opposite side of Mac is a huge uh, lift for the Bears that a lot of people aren't talking about. They have easily one of the top three safeties in the league in Eddie Jackson. The corners with Kyle Fuller. This Bears defense is loaded, and I think they're going to show up this year, and I think this team is going to make a real run. And Now, here's the problem. is I like Minnesota a lot. I think Minnesota is extraordinarily talented, but they lost their offensive coordinator, and a lot of people aren't talking about that, and they lost Stephon Diggs, and a lot of people aren't talking about that. I know they drafted the kid out of LSU. I think Minnesota takes a step back and falls in about 8-8 eight and eight this year, maybe 9-7, and seven, competing for the playoffs. But uh, just missing out. Uh, and then I have Detroit at around 7-9, and 8-8. Nine, eight and eight. I think Detroit shocks people this year. And I think Detroit makes a, uh, makes a real play for a playoff spot. I like Detroit a lot this year. I think Stafford comes back has a really good year. They got such great weapons. I think the I think the uh, no fans <laughs> helps them. I think the I think the fact that they're uh, that they're they know too that team knows they're in a, a win now mode. That defense is getting better, and and I I just think that Matt Stafford has got to put up a year to where even if. Uh, he doesn't last in Detroit. For some reason, they let him go or they make just widespread changes. Uh, he'll be fine. Stafford, uh, Stafford's a real talent. So there we go. Uh, here it is. Mark's NFC playoff predictions. I have Seattle at the one, Tampa two, Philly three, Green Bay four, your division winners. The Niners in New Orleans with better records than Green Bay or tied for better records, but Green Bay wins the division, so you get the four. Uh, and then I'll take Chicago. <laughs> Sneaking in, baby. Sneaking in. Seven seed. Let's go. I'm just excited for football to be back as my uh, seven seed. If you hate it, if you disagree with me, get on Twitter right now at Mark Hespin at me. Let's go. Let's debate. Let's get the hot takes rolling. And uh, football is back, baby. When we come back, I know it's a long segment. Uh, quick break here now. Uh, we, I want to talk about the Chiefs and the Jags, some of the, some of the other NFL news of the week, and then we'll wrap up the show a little bit later on with what we're watching for this weekend. You're listening to The Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by the amazing people at Cunis Country. Go visit them this weekend, 221 North 36th Street, CunisQuincy.com. You've got a lot of... Miracle Network Hospitals, we're staying home to protect the most vulnerable, sick and injured kids, kids like Audrey. I'm really glad that I don't remember, you know, the hard times. I remember the good times, the celebrations of life, and it's really what I want to remember. Neuroblastoma attacks 600 kids a year. It is one of the more common types of pediatric cancer, but it's also a rare type of pediatric cancer. It does change your life, like, completely. Like, your whole life just changes, and it's very crazy. 
I love my doctors and nurses, and I love that I'm not scared to go into my hospital. I know that I'm in good hands, and I know that they're going to take care of me. It's a lot of love in that hospital. Children's hospitals need donations to save kids' lives. And at times like these, the need is even greater. While you're staying home, please consider donating at cmnhospitals.org. Together, we can change kids' health to change the future. My husband, Alex Hesse, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was playing man in foot patrol, and I slept on the bomb. Lost my legs and my left hand in an explosion. And he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. There are so many mountains to climb, and we do it together. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. Seeing Alex learning how to snow ski, that's life-changing. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Alex did it. He skied down this mountain. That's something he won't forget. With the right support, there are no limits. To see him on that slope and smiling like that, we'll be taking this home. This has meant so much. Thank you, DAV. Alex Hussey, thank you for your service. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Now more than ever today, with highs around 87. Winds out of the west, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies and quiet tonight. Lows dip down to about 67. Daytime highs approaching 91 tomorrow. Partly cloudy. Turning cooler Monday and Tuesday with highs from the low 70s to the low 80s. Storms both days. Right now, 68. Well, welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. If you're in the market for a vehicle, you have to go check out Cunis Country at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Trust me, you'd be doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't. They're open on Labor Day. So uh, if you're looking for something to do on Monday, get out to Cunis Country, CunisQuincy.com. Start shopping now. On cutestquincy.com, that's what I did. And you find what you want, and you just go in there and be like, hey, Jason, Brad, great sales team. Mark sent me here. I know what I want. Let's get a deal done. Well, we got breaking news. Uh, <laughs> holy smokes, listen to this. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, this just broke like 10 minutes ago when I was ranting about the Bears. Uh, Deshaun Watson has just signed a four-year, $160 million extension the total worth of the contract is 177 million guaranteed. Uh, 177 million, so it's like yeah, and it's obviously an extension towards like what he's already got for this year. 111 million dollars guaranteed. So other than Patrick Mahomes' 12-year deal, this is the largest NFL total contract as well as guaranteed money in history. So Deshaun Watson just signed the second largest contract ever, behind only. Uh, the man himself, Patrick Mahomes. And that is a great move for the Houston Texans. That is a smart move for the Houston Texans. And uh, Watson will get another bite at that apple, that's for sure. Four-year extension. He'll be about 30 when that uh, when that runs out. Early 30s. Barely even 30. Just entering kind of that next prime. And if, hey, if he can win a Super Bowl, who knows what that next uh, contract will look like. Good for him. That's a great move. That's a great, great move for him and that organization. Uh, he is the guy you want to build around. Which, which, which is interesting that it makes me it makes me think a lot about you know when I grew up in my era of football you know really from like two thousand on 
he was about 10, really started watching the NFL. You know, we've always had this like, okay, there's the debate of who's who's the guy in, in the league right now, right? And there's really not a debate right now. You have the GOAT, you have Brady. But right now, there's not really a debate. 99% of people, we'd all agree, and I'm the biggest Russell Wilson fan in the world, but we'd all agree, Patrick Holmes is the guy. He's the number one. But Watson, Jackson, Russell, Wentz, those are the four guys right now. If any one of them can win, if Russell can win another Super Bowl and really be the guy on that Super Bowl win compared to, you know, that defense really did carry Seattle a lot in that Super Bowl win. But if Russell can be the guy and win a Super Bowl this year, or if those other three guys, Jackson, Watson, or Wentz can lead and win a Super Bowl. That's when you start talking about, oh, okay, now we got a little more Brady Manning type thing. Who's who you can you can start to maybe pick and choose who's the guy, depending on the numbers and, and how they win a Super Bowl. Uh, they could really enter into that conversation. Congrats to Sean Watson. Second largest contract in NFL history, basically behind Patrick Mahomes, 111 guaranteed, four years, $160 million extension. Uh, speaking of Mahomes, I do want to make. Uh, I do want to uh, quickly say what the Chiefs did this week by extending Andy Reid and Brett Veach to 2025 was brilliant. I think an absolutely brilliant move. Obviously, Mahomes now he's the guy for 12 years, and and I think we all understand like Andy Reid. Andy Reid ain't coaching for 12 years, but locking Reid and Veach together. And I think Veach is a young, amazing general manager who could who could be there the length of Patrick's career, or if not even longer. But locking them up together now with Patrick, and you got that core of the GM, the head coach, the quarterback. That that really, really is great news for Chiefs fans about if they're trying to really build a dynasty here, if they really are going for the dynasty, multiple Super Bowl wins. Uh, and they're they're my favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. I, I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't be the favorite as the defending champs. And they got better in the offseason, not worse. Um, but though that move and getting that security of we know we're going to have this guy for this amount of time, that's awesome. I want to say in the opposite end of it, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, a complete mess. Complete mess. And the ineptness, it makes me honestly think we're going to see Jacksonville in London sooner than I thought. Shad Khan, the owner, he he wants to be in London. I was at the London in a game in London last year. You guys know if you listen to the show, I saw the Bears and Raiders in London. And I said it on this show after I got back from that trip about how many of the Londoners and the people I talked to were very pro having the Jaguars there and wanting a team. The ineptitude and what the Jaguars are right now, I mean, they're brutal. And 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 you only hope that they can get a Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields and get a guy, get a face. And then with the other draft picks they have, start to really build something. And then, you know, we can send them over to London within two or three years with with some legitimacy. But they're, they're the ineptitude of the Jaguars right now. Listen, I mean, their first-round draft picks in 2011, Blaine Gabbert, not on the team. 2012, Justin Blackman, he, didn't even, he hasn't played since 2013. 2013, Luke Jokel hasn't played since 2017. 2014, first-round pick. Oh, another quarterback three years later, Blake Bortles, not in the league. Dante Fowler, great player, but now he's with the Falcons. Jalen Ramsey, 2016, great player. Now he's with the Rams. 2017, Leonard Fournette, now in the Bucks. 
That is just brutal. How do you build a winning franchise when you can't hit first-round picks? At least then trade the first-round picks like the Bears didn't get Khalil Mack. Just get a guy that you can be like, all right, well, now we got a guy. We're building, building our franchise around that guy. Uh, it's just brutal. Uh, when we take one last quick break when we come back, what to watch for. Uh, we got a, a lot going on this weekend. We'll break it all down. You're listening on The Mark on News Talk 1070, KHMO. You've got a lot of battling blood cancer. Rely on Gift of Life Marrow Registry to provide life-saving stem cell and bone marrow transplants at a time when every minute matters. To help us continue providing our life-saving services during these unprecedented times, volunteer donors between 18 and 35 years old can request a registry kit to be delivered to their home by visiting giftoflife.org. When your kit arrives, just swab inside your cheek with the cotton swabs and return it in the postage paid envelope. Keep up with the world with CBS News at the top of every hour. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. We are hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Country, Honda Hyundai, and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you're in the market for a new vehicle and you don't check out Cunis Country at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, let me tell you, you're just doing yourself a disservice. You're not helping yourself. Uh, CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. They're open on Monday on Labor Day, doing some big sales and having some fun. All right, what to watch for this weekend? We got a lot. This is what I'm watching. Today I'll be watching that doubleheader versus the Cubs and the Cards. Uh, they got the first one at 4.15. We got it for you here on KHMO. And, of course, the night game, 7.15. Uh, that's the makeup from uh, August 9th. Uh, so we got doubleheader action, Cubs, Cards day as Cubs took the game one yesterday. You Darvish, by the way. Cy Young, can anyone spell Cy Young? You spell it you this year. He is on fire. And then, of course, Cubs and Cardinals on Sunday, night game, 6 o'clock. Then they meet again on Monday, finishing up. So a lot of baseball left for the Cubs and Cards. Today in the NBA, uh, it's going to be a, hopefully a great day of action is uh, Toronto and Boston in, in uh, game three. And can the Nuggets make it interesting? Get a little rest, night game, late game, Nuggets and Clippers. Um, I, I still like Boston and the Clippers in those series, but you know, you'd like to see it get a little interesting, especially as it looks like the Heat are just rolling through the uh, the Bucks. There is NCAA football today. Isn't that crazy? Not college football today. Uh, Marshall and East Kentucky. You got Army and Mid Tennessee, SMU and Texas State. Uh, no big names. You know, the, the big college football stuff starts next week. Uh, next Saturday is when you get North Carolina, Iowa State. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit more about that, Notre Dame. And uh, is the Big Ten going to move up? Are they going to play? We'll see. I, I don't have a lot of faith in it right now, but there's talks of it. There's talks of it. I want to quickly recap um, from the from earlier in the show. I, I totally think the the Lakers are going to be fine. Don't worry about the Lakers. The Bucks should be in total panic mode if you're a home if you're a Bucks fan. Not only because of you're about to lose the series, but you could lose Giannis. Um, I, I love uh, Seattle this year in the NFC. I have Seattle, Tampa, Philly, Green Bay winning the divisions, and then the Niners, New Orleans, and Chicago being your wild card teams. And uh, kudos, kudos, kudos to the Chiefs for doing everything right to build the dynasty. And and honestly, if you had to make me choose, I like Seattle and uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. 
it's crazy to even think about picking the Super Bowl, but I like Seattle and the Chiefs, and 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 there's no reason to think the Chiefs shouldn't win again. There's just no reason for it, and I cannot wait. You guys realize we get this on Thursday. We get Deshaun Watson. We get the two highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, Watson and Mahomes, going up against each other again. The modern day Manning Brady can they turn into it? I, I I think so. Maybe it's exciting to think about. You also got uh, Kentucky Derby today. Well, what else we got? We got a little golf action in the. Uh, the championship, that's not a major, so whatever. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, as always, uh, follow me on social, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Shout out to the great people of Cunis Country. I, I do mean it. Like, I joined the family for a reason. Uh, go check them out, 221 North uh, uh, 36th Street in Quincy, uh, right across from the Village Inn. Just go to CunisQuincy.com. Now, Next week, there's going to be a 